0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. SideQuest. Good evening, all Lake shoppers. It's closing time. Store
1: will be closing
0: in 15 minutes. But the night crew still has work to do. (laughs) Oh my god, we're gonna get in so much trouble. Because there's one last customer who isn't satisfied. No. This creep keeps calling her. He's driving us nuts. Leave me alone. He wants to slash their prices. Who's there? He wants to cut their inventory. <laughs> You're crazy! In fact, he wants to chop. Until they all drop. I saw him kill Linda. And now, he's turning their retail store... There's gonna be one more killing here tonight. ...into a wholesale slaughterhouse. <laughs> I'm just crazy about this store! Intruder.
1: I think cinephiles are, are on this other end of the spectrum. But I think a cinephile is more of a student of cinema. A movie lover is gonna be less discriminated.
0: PsyQuest. some of this, Michael. Be one of us. Sometimes, that is better. I'll be sick using one too many movies. No, don't you blame the movie! PsyQuest. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains Okay.
1: Show me. SideQuest. The podcast.
0: You opened it. We came. It's just a podcast. We'll review your movie from every angle. SideQuest.
1: Welcome to episode number three of SideQuest, where... Your two hosts here, we have myself, uh, David, over from Journey with a Cinephile, a horror movie podcast, and I'm joined by my
0: co-host. Your main man, Jake, from Dark Mariachi Studios, representing Guitar Case Fuller Reviews podcast.
1: And today, we decided to kind of move away from a little bit of the more, you know, highbrow horror movies and decided to go to a slasher film from 1989 in Intruder that is directed by Scott Spiegel. This comes from a story that Scott Spiegel did with Lawrence Bender, and then they he also wrote the screenplay Spiegel did. And then this stars Elizabeth Cox, Renee Estevez, and Dan Hicks. And this is a horror thriller film from the United States. And the synopsis would be the overnight stock crew of a local supermarket finds themselves being stalked and slashed by a mysterious maniac. And then before we kind of start jumping into this, um, did you know anything about this film before we came into it?
0: Uh no, I hadn't even heard about it. Uh I know this is the third time I'll be saying this, with another movie <laughs> you introduced me to that I hadn't heard of. But um the people and the players in the movie I had heard of and right. didn't know that they were so close this early on. Uh, right. but but yeah, this is this is a movie I had never even heard of. And it's I started looking it up and there's a lot of People that really like this movie, and thought of, and a lot of people rated it pretty high, actually, for what right. it is, like one of these kind of, you know, one-off slashers.
1: Yeah, because I know I was kind of in the same boat as you, where I had heard about it, though, on podcasts, and the one that I recently heard about it on, they had said that I didn't realize that Sam Raimi and his brother and Bruce Campbell all kind of helped out with it, and, you know, that was pretty that kind of piqued my interest so when we were trying to find something i thought this would be an interesting one to kind of tackle with like you were saying a crew like that working on a film that right around the time of like evil dead and everything a few years after those movies came out but you know kind of sticking with that low budget type feel to it
0: yeah and this this is the kind of movie that i, I grew up on like i've seen a lot of bad yeah. uh 80s movies same here <laughs> <laughs> and i've actually been i think I, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago i was i've been kind of catching up on a lot of older 80 moves, so this was perfect uh, for right. what I've been kind of watching here on my own free time but uh, one of the things uh, I do want to talk about, because there really wasn't a lot of uh, interviews or anything with the director uh, and knowing, let me ask you a question though, before before I say these because I want to talk about a couple of the cast members um, before we get too far, did you know of the Estevez sister? That threw me for a loop
1: I did not realize I saw the name, but I did not know she was related to them.
0: I had seen some of the movies she's been in as an extra.
1: Yeah,
0: and right. I, I
1: recognize I, her.
0: Yeah, I recognized her, but I was I didn't know that she was their sister. That that threw me. I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> that was kind of.
1: Now that you mention it, she does kind of look like Emilio a little bit. Yeah,
0: I started seeing it after I the second time I watched it. I saw that yeah. note, and I started seeing the I started seeing it more. <laughs> And what about our main character? Is she anybody? Cause she looks a lot like some kind of a if they if Hollywood made an amalgam of like Alicia Silverstone and uh <laughs> what's that what's that chick from uh that played Jesse Spano on uh I can't think of her real oh, name. Oh uh
1: yeah, she looks I know like who you're talking some kind about. of if you just made a mix of
0: these those two. Cause I was about at one angle she looks like Alicia Silverstone, and the other angle she looks like the chick from Showgirls, I can't remember her her real name. I call her Jesse from uh, Saved by the Bell. Right. But
1: uh, I, it just kept, yeah, I it kept know throwing know her name, me but off. I'm drawing a bat
0: Because every time I saw her, I was like, she's somebody. She looks just like they changed their name and started acting as a, as a different person. Like, she looks just like, I don't know, It's it was throwing me off. And something else we talked about uh, that I want to talk about is how many people look the same, like the actors in this movie.
1: Oh, jeez, Yeah. It was
0: throwing yeah, me I know off.
1: We were talking about, right, how at first I had no idea the three just random guys who <laughs> didn't necessarily they were just kind of normal workers. Yeah. And it wasn't until one of them reveals himself as a love interest that I was like, oh, that's who that guy is. And it took me till near the end to figure out the other two. Because there's
0: several times where people are, are being killed or people are coming on and off screen. And I'm like, weren't you just did I just see you doing something else? What are you doing?
1: Right, so it was throwing
0: me <laughs> off the whole movie. So I, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting, and then I kind of right. shared with you a story that the Ramey brothers. I didn't realize both of them were in it. So when we see them, I'm like, wait a minute, which which brother is this? Because I felt like they 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 were doing the same thing. That he had glasses on, so that's how only you can really tell the difference for me. Right, and he didn't. But but I just thought that was weird. And you said you were talking about how. You know, Ted plays a lot of the uh, the bit roles, but he wasn't even getting as much uh, screen time, really.
1: It's weird because in this one they prominently have Sam Moore, mm-hmm. and he's more of a director and everything. And it is kind of surprising that they've kind of in this movie flipped how they normally are.
0: Yeah, and something else that's weird with the cast. Um, I saw a lot of people uh, mentioning this that when they advertised the movie, <laughs> they put like Bruce Campbell front and center and Sam yep. Ryan, but it's like. Bruce Campbell isn't in this movie, really. <laughs> no, nope, he's really. right. I was
1: wondering. I knew he was in it. Yeah,
0: but I was. Wondering... I know he's the cop.
1: At, one of the cops at the end, and I was like, "They're really going to prominently put him." Well, I guess in the credits, in the beginning of the movie, they say that he. I mean, he's very far down the list, and I think it might even be like a cameo for him. But I was getting to the end, where I'm like, "Where is Bruce Campbell going to be at?" Here? Well, I
0: didn't. I didn't realize. At first, who our killer was, so I thought maybe he was going to be revealed as the killer for some reason. I was, oh. I was, I was hoping that, but then like once we find out who, what happens later in the movie, then. Yep. But I was like, well, maybe that's what he'll be because I don't know what else he could do at this point. <laughs> right. But uh, okay, uh, let's talk about uh, just some things about the movie. Um okay. So I you know we talked about Scott Spiegel's short films. Uh, this is based off of a short film he made called Night Crew. And uh, the movie was actually going to be called Night Crew, but they thought, I think it was the distributors that thought that it would, it would be better as Intruder, or it would have a better marketability or something. So they changed the name from Night Crew.
1: I'm kind of surprised by that, because I think Night Crew sounds like a pretty cool name, though.
0: Yeah, it does. I think that would have been, well, I mean, Intruder, but still, Night Crew sounds cooler to me. It may, cause you'd be like, what is it about? Who could? What, it, are they the Night Crew? Are they evil? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Intruder, right. you know what that means.
1: <laughs> and not only that, but I feel like Intruder's a little bit more generic because I know of at least, like, two other movies with a similar name where it's, like, The Intruder. Yeah. And... So it would have been cooler to have a movie that has a more distinct name that – because, I mean, outside of that, like I know there's the Stephen King adaptation, like Skeleton Crew, which I know is obviously a take on the idea of, you know, working at night. Mm -hmm. But Night Crew for me I would think would have been a stronger title for what they're going for here.
0: Yeah, I think so. But maybe they were just trying to copy something that had already been done and try to sneak something in that way because I know they do that from time to time.
1: Well, not only that, but I also feel like they're trying to capitalize on – some of the other slashers like Maniac, uh, oh, the, one, the, Prowler, the, one name,
0: the one name stuff.
1: That type of thing. Or like the burning, the mutilator, where they're going for that title. Yeah, like the one title thing or having the in front of it where
0: Yeah. You're
1: they do some kind of going stuff. along with the trend. I think they do oh, some ridiculous sure. stuff with
0: that kind of weird naming stuff <laughs> they were trying to do. Just just right. name your movie what you want to name it. You don't have to do out there. <laughs> right. People are gonna see your movie if it's good. So just just name it. Okay, let me talk about um and they shot this mostly on short ends. Are you, do you know what a short end is? Are you familiar with that term? Sorry, what was that? I said they shot this movie mostly on short ends. And I said, are you familiar with that term in film?
1: I wasn't. I saw that in there, but I wasn't sure what that meant.
0: Well, like, what they used to do on films, like when they had actual film film, is that mm-hmm. when they got to the last, I think they said it was like 100 feet or something, whatever that last part was, they would just take off the whole reel and put a brand new reel. So what people would do okay. was cut that last little piece off and attach them together and make... <clears throat> oh. So it was cheaper. You could They would do that and resell them cheaper so they could get the film cheaper. So they shot it on okay. that kind of film. Nothing okay, but yeah, because I was together. going through
1: the trivia... Saw that, didn't realize what that meant, but I know exactly what you're talking about now.
0: Yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool try to cut, try to save on that budget <laughs> and get it cheap like hey, that. I mean, film back
1: then, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's they really don't do it a whole lot now, but I mean, that stuff wasn't cheap.
0: No, I, I just can't believe because now like everything's digital, so I, I just it's hard to imagine having to film stuff and all the mistakes and how much film would cost. Oh, like, man. I, man, you got more time now because you can just <laughs> move it easily and it's well, I mean.
1: Yeah, now you can do 50 takes if you want to, mm-hmm. and then you know you can pick and choose everything you want from it, where back then, like you may have got one. how expensive film is, you had to make sure you got what you needed. Yeah, you had to
0: get it right <laughs> the first time, or it just was crappy on screen. Exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think that's why a lot of older movies are like that, because they just really didn't have... There's scenes that you're like, what happened here? But it's just, well, we ran out of money, so <laughs> keep it.
1: <laughs> oh, I believe it. Which, I mean, it actually kind of makes me... Harp more on newer films because it's like, come on, man, you're doing this on digital. Like I get that, like you want to get the stuff and move on to the next,
0: but like, but yeah, you could have found a. There's better people take. that are doing better than you. <laughs> you could have found a better take if you had that many to choose from. Exactly. <laughs> but okay, man, you want to go ahead and get started? Go ahead and start it up.
1: Perfect. Yep. Um. Actually, some of the things that I wanted to also bring up from the credits, which shocked me, is. I was completely blown away to see this was technically a full moon film, but I don't think they had anything to do with the production. I believe this is more of one of those things where Charles Band probably did distribution for them because I do like some of the older full moon stuff, but this really doesn't fall in line with that type of movie. This more falls in line with like a tourist trap where he just purchased the rights to it, I believe, and did the distribution for them. Yeah,
0: that's what it felt like to me too. Because I, no, I don't think it was... I think it was definitely that, 100%.
1: Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the other things from the credits is that we did get the legendary... KRB, who did the effects here, as well as we've kind of talked about it a little bit, is that the Ramey brothers, as well as Bruce Campbell, were all involved in this. And I was doing a little bit of research and realized that all of these guys worked together, along with actually Dan Hicks, who's in this movie as well, that they all worked on Evil Dead 2. So it kind of makes sense is that they probably... We're like, hey, let's make another low-budget movie together. And, and you know, then that's you said kind of all, where I think
0: this came to fruition. And they all grew up together in the, in the same neighborhood or something?
1: Yeah, Scott Spiegel and the Ramy brothers and Bruce Campbell are all from the same city in Michigan. Yes. Uh, I think it's West Bloomfield, And that's where this Michigan. movie
0: takes place, in that neighborhood, right?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Well, that's pretty cool that they would all know each other and be working. But I guess that's, that's probably how it works for a lot of actors.
1: I mean, it's pretty impressive that, like... Bruce Campbell becomes this like legendary B movie actor. I mean, Sam Raimi obviously went on to do like the Spider Man movies, and I mean, he's still a legend in like the horror genre. I mean, Ted Raimi is one of the better like uh, character actors that you can find, yeah. and you know that these guys all kind of grew up together. And, and did you see Scott? I think Scott Spiegel still does
0: stuff. Did you see his? Uh, yeah, he's got a couple of movies actually coming out, uh, okay. supposed to be coming out this year. Um, yeah, but I it like they look like they're just lower budget. Movies or nothing big, but um, did you see his deal where like when he went to LA, like he lived with the Coen brothers and he lived with Holly Hunter and like a few other actors, like big name people, and he like helped Quentin Tarantino uh, meet up with the guy who who helped him get Reservoir Dogs out. Like he was. I didn't know that. I think I knew the Coen
1: brother. Yeah, he was involved. Okay, I think I knew that the Coen brothers sing, but I don't think I knew about the other ones.
0: Yeah, I just thought that was random that he had. You know yeah. that many different uh, connections, just for for somebody I had really never heard of. I didn't even realize he was a co writer of Evil Dead too. So, right, <laughs> I would I didn't even know that. So, <laughs> I just thought it was cool that he had all those connections. And um, who else was it? I feel like he he, he um yeah they said he uh, hooked up Sam Raimi with the uh, the editor for Spider Man. The, the his Spider Man. Okay. So he hooked up a lot of people. It feels like. But his his uh, do you look at his, his filmography at all?
1: Um, I glanced at it uh, when I was doing <laughs> kind of some research after the uh, like when I was doing up my like written stuff and doing my notes. But let me tell
0: you, you can glance at it and you'll see everything you need to see. <laughs> it's not a lot, not a lot to see on there, man. Um, <laughs> the only movie he's made that I've actually seen that he directed was, besides this, I guess, is Dust two Dawn Two: Texas Blood Money. Have you ever seen that? I did
1: see that. I have. Yeah, it's not. Uh... <laughs> it's
0: not Duster Don one.
1: Uh, no, I'll say that.
0: <laughs> not the and same. I think movie.
1: he. Okay, and he also wrote that one, I believe.
0: Um, yeah, wait a minute. I believe you are right. Oh, you know what? He produced too. He produced the Hostel franchise. He was executive producer. Okay. Yeah, I think
1: that's where he's doing a lot of stuff now. Is doing a lot of uh, like producing and stuff, which would make sense though because um, Eli Roth is good friends with Tarantino, Mm -hmm. so I'm assuming that they all kind of
0: yeah kind of ran in
1: the same circles and kind of hooked him
0: up with the Reservoir Dogs dude. So he might have been like, "Hey, here's my buddy uh, Eli. Why don't y'all hook up and do something?"
1: I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: that that's a good way to get connections, man. You never know when it can come back. Yeah. (laughs) Keep you working all these years later. (laughs) For sure. <laughs> um, did I talk about before? We, did I talk about the uh, how they filled the store? I don't know if I even covered that.
1: No. Okay. Because no, I know the store they used was in California, but I don't think we've talked about anything about where it's at or anything like that.
0: Okay. So what they did was it was a store that was already closed, so the stuff in the store was empty or bare, pretty much. And they ended up getting um, there's there was a company back then that did expired foods from grocery stores. So I guess they went and took all the expired food. I don't know what they did with it, but apparently they bought two tons of food so they could fill the store with the products that they would would see throughout the movie. So it looked like a working store. So I thought that was interesting because I didn't even know that was a business. But I guess in the movies, I guess that is a business. You just get expired food.
1: I think it's kind of hit or miss now because here in Columbus, I know at least our Kroger stores around here, they donate – all of their, like, nearly expired stuff to local homeless shelters so they can, like, use it to, like, make food for that day. Um, I'm not sure what a lot of them do. And I know I was watching, like, the Tiger King earlier this year. I know they would purchase. Oh, I think there yeah, are companies right. that still do that. They did say where that. they were purchasing mm-hmm. the expired meat yeah. and then feeding it to the animals and stuff. And they were purchasing it like too. Exactly, yeah. So they're, you know, getting it at a discount. And, I mean, it's already you know close to expired so it's already going to be discounted anyways yeah,
0: i didn't even think about that but yeah you're right on tiger king they were doing that okay so i guess it does exist still and it's not just for movies
1: <laughs> it's one of those things you probably don't even realize it until you start looking into it and you're like oh wow yeah this is an there is a business <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's so many weird things like that though where you don't even know it exists and then you're like wow people make their living doing this <laughs> yeah so that's crazy man okay but anything else you want to get into before we actually jump in
1: I, nope. I think uh, I think I'm good. All right, man. Let's go
0: ahead and jump into it.
1: All right. So, kind of what we've already were kind of directing into uh, this is taking place at a grocery store right at closing time where we're seeing some of the last few customers as they're getting checked out and then being asked to, you know, kind of come up and pay for everything. We get kind of like a weird scene where an old man purchased some groceries and then his bag rips and everything falls <laughs> out of it, which I thought was kind of mean that neither girl tries helping him but I thought it was at funny. all. They're he's just kind of, of like
0: but before it happens. He's like, they're talking over him kind of because they're right. at opposing registers <laughs> And he's like, Am I am I interrupting you <laughs> or something? <laughs> and then he like drops everything, everything falls out. So they poorly packed his bag. I'm guessing is what happened, right?
1: Or oh, that bag is just one of the worst paper bags <laughs> I've ever seen in my life, because it just rips what, what and then was like that in the I like he though? had like a I don't know, but it was like wood yeah. and it like, it like collapsed on itself. I thought it was like a cigar. <laughs> it kinda box. looked like that. Weird. Yeah. He looks like he'd
0: have like a he'd buy cigars, that old guy. So it could have been something he like that. He would look like but I thought it was weird though. Um just right just right off the bat, I, I've never worked at a grocery store, so I don't know how it works. But is this is this how it works? That the people just I mean, have they been there all day? Did they switch out? Like I don't understand why they're still there that late at night. Or they're gonna stay and stock the shelves. I don't think they were there all day. Because I believe they are
1: the night crew and I think that they're the best workers that they have there. So I don't know if, if they weren't on the night crew, I think they all got brought in because we, I don't feel like it's a spoiler to throw it out here. Is that obviously the store is going to be sold off to the city. So I think, that they were all asked to work late tonight oh. because they were going to do – they're going to prepare for the closeout sale, and they were there to reprice everything. Oh, so I okay. think they called in all of their best workers to work the night crew that night. Okay,
0: okay, because I was like – I didn't understand because I, I didn't feel like there was any other workers besides these people. Right. So I was like, right. I know they're not here not early like in the morning till late at night, and they're going to come back. That doesn't make sense. Well, not only that, but like – The store isn't that big. No, it's not. It does feel like
1: this would be all of the workers that they have would be – because I did briefly for a summer work for a grocery store on the produce Mm -hmm. where, like, I did mostly, like, early morning shifts. Yeah. So, like, I I I would be more the person that would bring stuff out. Right. And – I can see, though, that they need to reprice everything that they decided to bring the best workers in to be like, all right, we have to price down everything because we're going to try to sell off as much stock as we can to, you know, kind of turn a profit and I think kind of like give bonuses is what they were talking about doing as well. Yeah,
0: but see, I I don't know. I'll go with it. (laughs) but I was like, they're cutting chickens at one point. He's cutting watermelons like what? at, late, at night? Oh, yeah. Like felt, no, you're 100% weird. right like, there. It's not, we don't need, all, they we would don't not need do the do shop open to stock the shelves. What do we do? It felt weird. So I'm just no, thinking yeah. it, Maybe I'm wrong. You're right there. I've never been to Michigan. I don't know if that's what they do <laughs> up there. I don't, here, I feel like there's a morning shift and a night shift. <laughs> My whole no, life you are No, you are correct there. Like <laughs> Because
1: part of what I did in the produce section was I would be the person like Produce Joe in this movie where I would like cut up watermelon or um, corn and we would like package it up where you could get like three ears of corn for, you know, X amount of weight mm-hmm. and like per, like per, by per the ounce or whatever. Yeah. We did all of that that morning, and then as it sold, we would cut up and make more of it. So, yeah, you're dead on is that they're doing weird things just (laughs) to have them doing things in the movie. They're just
0: arbitrarily turning knobs pretty much.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) And that's what this whole opening is. We're kind of meeting everybody, more or less, as they're uh, kind of going on. But I think it's it's interesting. Um, Well, we're going to get into Craig here in a minute because he comes pretty quick, right?
1: Yes, yeah, because the people that are working there is the woman that's working the cash register that had the old man is Jennifer Ross, who is our main character. Mm-hmm. And then the one that was at the other register talking to her is Linda. Yeah. And then the New other just ways. normal workers are Randy is the one who works in the butcher shop part of the uh, grocery store, and that's Sam Raimi. Yeah, he's going to get and clocked then, right
0: here at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, Then we have Dave, who is the guy who ends up becoming the more prominent character of the other workers. And then there's kind of the stoner guy who's Bub. And then there's Tim, who works in the beer cooler. There's Produce Joe, who is Ted Raimi. And then the other guys who are the managers and co-owners are – there's Bill Roberts, who – we get to learn a little bit more about his character as we go, and then there's Danny, who's the like guy who owns majority of the place. And we
0: do get a cameo by the director real quick. When we get that kind of cool basket scene. They do. A, yep. We're talking about the cinematography, but they do a lot of good. They do a lot more creative cinematography than you probably really needed to for this movie. But there's a, oh, the cameras sure. in the basket, and then you see him yep. getting bread or something. But that's yep. actually our director with a quick cameo. But um, let me see. I wanna. There's a lot of cool shots, like like you know when she's outside. Jennifer goes outside, and I think that's the first yep. time we see Craig, right? When he's yes kind of watching yep. when she's really... going to
1: get the collecting the cart. Yeah, yep. she
0: doesn't notice her. She notices her, but she doesn't notice him. And then he kind of disappears yep. or something.
1: So they're they're really pushing yeah, it...
0: him as the the intruder right away.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure,
0: <laughs> right away. So, um,
1: and I mean, with the title, that's who you're assuming as well.
0: Yes, yeah, so I was like, wow, there's no secret to this at all. They're gonna, okay, he's the guy, okay. So I was, like, <laughs> and then these are all our dead meat people. So I'm like, okay, so let's let's meet the dead meat people, but um, <laughs> but they're um, so when Craig, you want to jump to when Craig uh, comes in and. Uh...
1: Well, I do find it kind of interesting here is that, um, and actually, just so we. So nobody gets anything. We're also gonna throw up the spoiler thing here. I mean, if you've listened to our other stuff, you know that we, you know, kinda of get in depth, but I just want to make sure I did that before anybody, you know, got anything spoiled for them. Mm-hmm. But I found it weird that they let Craig come in because any time that I've worked in stores, we always would lock like the entrance door. Oh yeah. So that way, like the customers can only exit. Yeah, I didn't. Even think because about they end up that. letting him come in, and then he goes to buy cigarettes, and he starts freaking out on Jennifer because he's been away in prison, and they kind of ended their relationship while he was gone, and he needs closure for himself.
0: Yeah, that he's a <laughs> he's a weird character. Like, don't we find out he killed somebody or something.
1: Yes. Yeah, because it ends up getting established <laughs> later on because um. It's actually Bub reveals that they used to be best friends and that Craig got into drugs and that's when he started being mean to Jennifer and then they end up breaking up. But I guess at a bar fight, when it, he went too far beating somebody up and kills the guy.
0: Because his father died or something? It was some really thought out story. Somebody's father yeah. died and then he started doing drugs and all that stuff happened. He, after I think so. I think
1: he, he starts spiraling because of what everything happened there.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Okay. We're going to get to it. But is somebody describing his father getting killed later in the movie? For my reference?
1: Uh, there There is that weird story that Bill tells I wonder, when he was is that, a... You think that was
0: his father maybe? No, because he, <sighs> he was in the past, right? Yes,
1: I I don't know if they actually... (laughs) I
0: don't think we know how his father dies, I don't think.
1: I think there's some... That's the one issue I kind of have with this, is there is a little bit of wonky writing, where I think they kind of tried to flesh characters out, but I don't necessarily know if they thought everything through. Yeah, they kind of threw And necessarily established everything.
0: Yeah, because some stuff, it feels like it's too much information, and some stuff... (laughs) We need a little more. And it doesn't feel like
1: others are not enough. Exactly. Because
0: I know our main guy, I need a little bit more information for what happens here. (laughs) But we don't get it. But, uh, okay, so he's confronting her. Like, it feels, I guess, because I'm I'm looking at it from now, but it just feels weird that, because he's, because when he's grabbing her and stuff, uh, the friend pushes like some kind of emergency button and they just ignore it. And I'm like, Why would you just ignore it in a small store? I don't understand.
1: Well, it's kind of weird, though, is because Bill wants to go down and check it out because he looks out the window. It's Danny who doesn't seem like he really cares about this place, and he kind of just blows it off like they're messing around down there and
0: they probably don't need any help. So you think that's what they're setting up, just setting up the difference in how one cares and one doesn't?
1: I think so because it's soon after that they have, like, the team meeting where it reveals that they're going to sell the store. And then, I mean – I mean, at that point and then at the break point where they're all kind of just hanging out, Bill has said multiple times that he is on the fence about selling. But because he only has the minority share, he can't he has no say, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. But let's 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 not pass this part because we get a fight scene here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we get a weird fight scene where... Uh, overly, overly choreographed but not well choreographed fight scene. <laughs> but, yeah, but not
1: well executed at all, where
0: oh Craig
1: must be superhuman because yeah. he fights off literally every single worker in this place, including the guys that were ignoring it at first.
0: <laughs> and I love the sucker punch <laughs> as uh, Sam Raimi comes around the corner and he just gets sucker punched. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, "What happened?" He didn't even know what's happening? He just go run. I can imagine that really happening though. Like if something was happening and somebody didn't know and they just came up like, "Oh." That just gets clocked. <laughs> but yeah, he's kicking him and he's I that's too much. That's too much for Craig. I know you you're going to tell us he's a killer, but that's that's too much. And he's taking punches and they're doing slow-mo punches. It's <laughs> I love oh, it. Yeah, I no, it was awesome. There's one
1: where they kind of zoom out a little bit and then you just see somebody not even close to hitting Craig. Yeah. <laughs> but then he like moves like he got clocked and I'm like,
0: and uh, You know what he, I,
1: he I need to move the camera
0: over. And they do cool cinematography again because like when they finally put him out, you see like the way they're all kind of having that like they're looking at the reflection and you see him and Yep. They do a lot of a lot of cool shots. It's just like, man, they really didn't have to do that though. I keep I kept oh, thinking I that agree. like this is really cool. But this the yep. take some more time with the story. Take take some more time with some of the other stuff. Like you got the gore and the and the cinematography over the top. Let's let's write a little better. <laughs> That's what I kept thinking. Okay, um, so where are we at now? Craig's out of the no. Craig doesn't go. Out. Does he take yeah, out? He ends first? up.
1: Yeah, he ends up. He disappears. So then they decide to go searching around the store, which I thought was a cool way mm. of establishing. Are like, setting where we got to see the different um, kind of set pieces that we're going to end up seeing later.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I, I, that's, the, that's when they actually find them when they put them out, my fault. Um, yep.
1: Yeah, because, like, we get to stuff, like, where um, Randy will check out the meat cooler where he works. Yeah, yeah. We have that scene where there's, like, the hole in the ceiling where there's the attic where they have uh, the... Like Halloween decorations and like Christmas stuff that's up there. Here's yeah, when
0: we see Ted Raimi uh, back there doing his thing. Yes, where he comes sliding down the <laughs> <Yeah>. produce ramp. <laughs> and he just got headphones on the whole movie pretty much. Just jamming to something. Pretty much. And I guess that if you work at night shift, I can I, I've worked night shift before and I do agree that you just put on yep. some headphones and go to work if you're doing like something like that where you just have to finish to. Oh, I
1: loved if I when I was working night shift when they would put me on just like a remedial task where I didn't have to talk to anybody because mm-hmm. that's exactly what I would do. Yeah, you could
0: just chill out. And he's jamming to – I wonder what he's listening to, if he's even really listening to anything or if he's just pretending. Uh, the song that you can faintly
1: hear, mm-hmm. I guess, was in the original Evil Dead. So it must oh, be okay. a, so like, a catalog song cool. where they don't need to have any sort of uh, licensing for it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I thought it was funny that he – we cut back and forth between scenes where we see him where, you know, clearly 15, 20 minutes have gone by and he's still listening to that same song. Yeah. So, I don't – I mean, I, they probably just didn't take care of the first time that they, you know, cut back and forth to that. And I know it ends up changing later, but I just thought that was kind of funny.
0: Yeah, that is kind of weird. And then uh, I know Jennifer calls the police while they're looking for him, right? Yes. And, um... and
1: that's when he appears behind her when – she's on the phone telling the police uh, kind of about everything that's gone down and that they need somebody to be sent out their way. Oh,
0: that's when he, that's when he creeps up like behind the, the little glass. Yeah. Thing.
1: Yeah, she's <laughs> in like a cubicle type thing yeah, where there's like yeah. a little like glass sliding door. <laughs> they are
0: selling him as the intruder. He is being and sold just, to us. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm waiting for Craig to do something and he, he's Superman. He's super evil right off the bat. So he's got to be yes, the killer. He is. Um, <laughs> so then he's... Why is he so abusive to her? I don't understand. Just because she wouldn't talk, he was in jail, so I don't understand like why he's so mad at her.
1: Well, not only that, but it also gets established that they dated for two months two years ago, and it's like—I mean, I guess like there are some guys that are super possessive, I guess, but I still kind of find it a little bit weird that he's that hung up on somebody. So you I guess know, after he was, that he long. was just thinking
0: about her the whole time he was in jail. I guess I don't know. I guess it must have been. <laughs> How does he get out of jail for murder in two years? I don't know. What? <laughs> um, I think they. Well, I think they gave him
1: manslaughter, oh, manslaughter. and being yeah, okay. bad. It's in the eighties because it was in like a fit of rage gotcha. that they probably let him out on like good behavior. Okay. Which kind of shocks me though because he has such an anger problem. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't see him
0: being a good. Good citizen, behavior would happen. I Feel like he'd be fighting every day for a little stuff. <laughs>
1: Right. Exactly. So
0: like, okay, that's that's weird. Okay, so this is where they actually can—they actually do put him out, right?
1: Yeah, but I find it weird that why wouldn't why would you like throw him outside and lock the door when you know the cops are coming?
0: Yeah, that seemed weird too. Like, and the and all the doors are unlocked, so nobody's gonna go and lock the back doors. Like, I feel like right. Don't you know the doors unlocked? I'm sure he knows that too. Like, they don't even, you know—they're just looking at. They're literally just looking at him watching him walk away and i'm like okay you're just hoping he's going to give up or what
1: <laughs> and i mean there has to be like those uh like zip cords or something like that that you could literally just like you know zip tie his hands or together they could and lock him just... in
0: the office or something anything yeah like somewhere wait to keep till them... the, and then wait till the cops put get them there put him in the cooler put him somewhere where you can control him <laughs> with them. right and
1: then just turn him over so that way they can kind of because the other thing too is he has to probably be out on like parole. So like this would technically be a parole violation. So if you keep him there, you would have him, you know, locked up again.
0: Yeah. But that, that's a weird thing. So let's, um, yeah. let's go back to what we were talking about with them selling the store. So let's go to that conversation. They have the, uh, bill. And, uh, was that Danny was the other guy? Yes. Okay. Yep. So, you know how they're, he's talking. So that dude just wants to sell it. And I hear bills like, We've made money for 10 years straight or something. Right. So why do you want to sell it and all that? So what? Did we ever find out why he really wants to sell it?
1: I just got from Danny that it was just too much of like – Too a, much. I guess like a stress of just running the business that uh, see, he it really was, doesn't want was to a deal with it. Thing,
0: maybe. Like he was going to get so much money or something, he just couldn't turn it down or something. I wasn't sure. Well, it's weird though because they're going to sell it to the city.
1: So it, I don't necessarily know if like the city would –
0: is that a, give is you that all a that thing? Much... Can you sell a store to the city? Is that a thing?
1: Maybe in the 80s? The only time maybe? I've really... I might be... I know sometimes you would sell certain buildings that are like... Even if they were businesses, if they were a certain age, can be like historical landmarks. Oh, so they're, they're kind of, selling my, the land. I think my hometown... I It probably is something along those lines. So they're selling the it's land. Kind of in my hometown, they okay. do stuff like that. I'm
0: thinking he's talking about they're selling the grocery store like they're going to... Okay, they're just selling the land. Okay, so they're going to probably build so, something yeah. else. Okay. Okay, because yeah. I was like, why would you sell the grocery store? How?
1: What is the <laughs> right. What is the
0: city going to do with a grocery store? Like, I, I, I was thinking about the land. I was like, come on.
1: But, I mean, if you're really going to deepen the story, you could have literally said something like, I know it's a little bit early for, like, the major chain stores, but, I mean, there were still some grocery stores at this time that you could be like, hey, this more popular chain has come in, and it's causing us to lose business. Yeah,
0: that would have been... Something to add in there, but you know they probably weren't but thinking I mean, about yeah. that. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> it's like no, nah, we don't need all that. <laughs> Just so okay, let's uh, yeah, it's do the police... yeah. Say so through
1: this meeting here is when they're also going to tell them that they're there to price change everything because they're going to cut prices for a going out of business sale. Yeah, and this is also where. Before the cops show up, Craig calls the store, mm-hmm. and Jennifer answers, and they kind of have a weird where she kind of freaks out on him there, yeah. and then that's when I believe the cops show up. Yeah, because she kind of hangs up on him him and, and
0: tells her friend uh, Linda yep. right that what happened. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when the cops come, man, Bill's making a weird face, and I wasn't sure why he was making that face when he's reading Damn. that when he's reading the cops' card, he's like. Why was he making that weird face? Does that seem weird, or was that tripping? It is because, well, I know the first
1: time doesn't he hand him a card that's or it's upside down? Gets ready to or hand him a card, right? yes, and then I think the first time it's not even his business card, and then he has oh. to put that one away, <laughs> and then like, gives Dude. him another
0: one. <laughs> is he like, man, what are you doing? What are these guys doing? Because that guy seems kind of like an older cop that's probably ready to retire or something. That, yes, that guy. And the other guy seems like just a, a partner cop, like you see in most of these kind yeah, of movies. Yeah, it, and they're both
1: bumbling and just yeah
0: because what do they say like they tell him about what what his uh, background is but he's like but well, he's probably gone now so right <laughs> like just tell us if he comes which, back
1: <laughs> which kind of goes back to I mean it's mostly there for convenience but like I'm surprised they're not like oh you should have held him for us, so that way we could yeah. arrest him, but we'll figure it out now. Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll drive around and look for him, quote-unquote look for him. <laughs> right. But <laughs> well, no, that's not going to happen, I don't think. But, uh, so is this is this when Linda's getting ready to leave? Um,
1: Right before that is when they go on the break. Oh, and yeah, then, okay, when he, when he
0: tells the story, Bill. And
1: that's where Bill, well, Bill kind of seems like one of those older employees that really wants to try to fit in with the younger people so he's a little bit awkward but then tells them a story about when he was a volunteer firefighter mm-hmm. and they went to a scene of a car crash and then a, one of the other volunteer firefighters comes walking up with the person's head as I got decapitated with that in one hand and a sandwich in their other hand now
0: did you see that because i don't i don't remember uh raising arizona but supposedly this is a uh, something that was said in that movie I saw that as one of the trivia. I did.
1: I've never seen that movie myself. I've, I did I've see seen that it, trivia. But I don't remember
0: that, that story being told. It was a long time ago when I saw it.
1: <laughs> now, I could be. Is that a Cohen Brothers film? I believe it is. I'm not 100%. Though. Okay. Okay. So that kind of. I'm wondering if there's a connection where yeah. he knew the story thing there, and that's why he tells it in this movie, which is kind of weird that they.
0: Well, yeah, if they all knew each other and they were all living together actually with them, with the brothers. So yeah, it would all make sense. Cause they're like, you said with the evil dead uh song, there's a lot of different intertwining of those things. So it's really right. possible that, you know, it's all like that for sure. <laughs> but, um, okay. So he's telling this story though. And I think it's, did you catch what he, what he told? Uh, I don't even know the guy's name. I'm, I don't know a lot of these people's names. David is – he knows the names. <laughs> like I said, I kept seeing the same person I over and over. I think
1: he's talking mostly to Dave here because I think he's the is one he the who's butcher? sitting right next – No, no, it's Randy's the Randy's butcher. Randy's the
0: butcher because he tells somebody, yeah. I started here as a butcher just yep. like you 10 years ago. You know what?
1: You're right. Yep, because it's Randy's right next to him and Dave is sitting next to Randy.
0: And that that's going to come to play later as well. <laughs> That he started yes, as a butcher, yes, yeah. so I thought that was interesting. That he told I didn't that
1: even story. think about that till just now. That's a good point. Yeah,
0: and so he really was talking about how he wishes the, how much he had put into the store, in this yep. story too, and how much he didn't want to sell it. But he did. He owned forty nine, and the other guy owned the fifty one yep. or whatever. So, yep. how did he get? Man, he put a lot of time. If he got to forty nine percent of the store, in ten years, though, that's he really did put a lot of time in. Honestly, yeah, I wonder how that kind of happened, but. Yeah, that, that's one of the story things that didn't really develop. They just, yep, that's what it is. I would have liked to have known, like, the, I mean...
1: I mean, I guess... Working just kind your of, way up,
0: how would you save the money to do that? I don't know. I'm,
1: I'm also wondering if, just trying to think of this logically, if... Because Danny doesn't really, like, run in the place, I wonder if he saw how good of a manager Bill is and kind of enticed him to put in the long hours and everything being like, Hey, I'll give you, you know, 49% you're doing all this extra work and stuff. He goes, I'm just pretty much collecting a paycheck and, you know, signing papers and stuff that
0: he just kind of lets him do
1: everything else. He seems to be more
0: of the administrative side. Exactly. Yeah. And that, and it feels like Bill would be the the floor manager kind of guy.
1: Exactly, like more like the general person who's, you know, handling the employees and kind of the day-to-day operations where he's kind of doing the more big picture stuff. Yeah,
0: he's making sure bills get paid and stuff gets ordered more than likely. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So that's that's their dynamic for sure. But, uh you know, so it was cool, and it's going to come back into play, but I remember those RoboCop <laughs> spike things that you used to put invoices and paperwork on. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, I used to go to my mom's job when I was little, and she was a secretary at this company. And I remember them having that, and I was like, man, what if you hurt your... I, I always thought, like, I could hurt your hand doing that, but people... I wonder how many people actually got hurt with those back in the day.
1: I wonder, especially because he's, like, ripping stuff off and putting it on there, like, super fast. Yeah, it's like... like
0: <laughs> it made me uncomfortable, like... I thought we were going to get gonna, a quick door but... <laughs> shot or something of him accidentally. Yeah. But no, we didn't get... We, we, we'll talk about that later, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, we will get to that one.
0: <laughs> and, uh, okay, so... Let me see where are we And at then now? from
1: I think from here is where Linda goes shopping because her boyfriend is home and she goes out the back door with her groceries so is she, and then somebody grabs her by her throat. So
0: would she be part of the morning shift I guess cuz she's the only one that seems to be going home at all. Nobody else seemed like they were going home. Cuz she was... I'm wondering if
1: I'm wondering if it's that or if she works like a second shift possibly where like where she might have just stayed a little bit later just to help out, and then now that she's done, she's going to head home. Felt it like is kind of confusing as to why she's leaving and nobody else is, and everybody seems like they're going to be working all night. And even
0: when the cops come, she disappears. She goes yep. somewhere. I guess she's getting, getting her stuff ready, I guess. Yes, yeah. But I thought that was weird. Like, But then, so we're going to go to her, being outside. Was this car yep, then... there before
1: uh, is this? I'm not sure because they don't really show a whole lot of that, like back parking there, lot. There's two times until where, this scene. There's
0: two times where I feel like we're in the same location, and her car isn't there. And then I feel like there's a jeep or something, and I feel like that yes. wasn't there. <laughs> so you're it's right. Like,
1: yes, is this... I do remember the jeep as well. I'm almost wondering if some of those exteriors mm-hmm. aren't outside of this place, yeah. and that they film it elsewhere, and then you know try to just cut to things and that's why you never like why it kind of seems a little bit off
0: because I was like okay we know that Craig's out here acting stupid why would you let her walk <laughs> to her car alone when there's like 10 guys in there nobody's gonna oh, that's walk her point. to her yeah. car that felt really weird to me like he's just I didn't even think her. about it
1: but you're right and yeah. she's
0: parked like in the back of the store in the uh, it just felt weird I was like okay at least her girlfriend should walk her out to the car at least somebody yeah. Let me go with you. Cause I feel like
1: most times when you have jobs like that, that we always would work, walk out like either all of us together if we were leaving at the same time or we would have somebody like at least watch until you got in your car and left.
0: Yeah, just just to be safe. I mean, but especially right. if you've had to call the police. <laughs> because oh, yeah. Even more so. Especially yeah. in that situation, you would want to <laughs> make sure everybody's safe. <laughs> but now, exactly. Exactly. But we, we see her get get clipped, but we don't know this. Did you know she was dead? I, I assumed it, but I didn't know she was dead.
1: I assumed it. I was kind of shocked because I will say there's actually a really good transition here. Oh, I mean, it's yes. a little bit and weird that, that because throughout throughout that's where she acts. gets they grabbed. It does. Y- this movie. Yep.
0: Well, go ahead, but go this is where it
1: transitions to Produce Joe, who's <laughs> cutting a watermelon. Yes. And I thought it was... I mean, the knife he's using is ginormous. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was kind of cool to transition from that person has a knife who grabs her, yeah. and then we see him cutting the watermelon.
0: And that's throughout the film, like, like I was just saying. I saw a lot of really interesting and, and and good ways to cut. And some of it was comedic, and some of it was different, you know? I, so some of it was just like... Uh, what were we talking about? Was it super dark times? Were we were talking about the the music transition. Yes. Well, this one I yep. like how it wasn't a music transition, but just like a for a comedic effect, or you read a sign and the sign says something, or a continuation of the movement from the previous, like stuff like that is really yep. interesting. But I, I, I again, agree. and I said I won't say it after this, but they do a lot of really cool stuff that you really don't need for this kind of movie. It's, it makes it good and it makes it cool. But I was like. Man, this is really cool for this movie. It seems out of place though. <laughs>
1: it, it does, but I mean, it almost feels like they're kind of carrying over like the Evil Dead thing cuz I I mean, I know for yeah, Evil Dead they really kind of had to do they had to do stuff because they didn't have the budget and they did everything, you know, like guerrilla style where they're doing like making their own um like, tracking shots and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So I just feel like these guys have, like,
0: just creative ways of,
1: like, seeing things. Exactly. And, I and they're was, like, oh, hey, I was really we can do this.
0: Like, if, if, how much they, Sam Raimi was back there helping them with cinematographer and they were playing with it. Because the cinematographer for the movie officially mm-hmm. listed. I really haven't heard of anything he's done. But this okay. really felt evil Dead. So I thought, well, maybe they're all back there just, let's do this, let's try this, let's try this. That's what it really felt like. Like, they were all like, let's, let's do this, this would be cool. Like even there's a there's a telephone shot at one point before uh uh, Linda got killed and you get it up from like a rotary dial old school phone (laughs) and I thought that was kind of a throwback because I remember like my grandma had that kind of phone yeah the old school with the turning (laughs) rotary I don't think people even know what that is nowadays I don't think I watched a video
1: uh, on social media before where like they were asking like. 16 year old kids to try to dial a number and they like tried timing them and they had no idea what to do. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like we had one growing up mm-hmm. that like my mom had a decorative phone that was hooked up, but like I've made a call on it before, but it's just weird that like people don't know how to do it. now. Yeah. It's
0: just not a thing anymore. Like there, but yeah. there's so many things like that now because technology is just changing so fast. Things, oh, things sure. are just not, not existing anymore tapes like i'm sure tapes nobody if you seen a the tape they be like oh. what do you do with this
1: <laughs> how do you how do you play this yeah
0: vhs is all that stuff it's all gone man. but okay yep. um we can go ahead and jump back in so uh, um
1: i think from here is where we get this weird nosebleed scene where jennifer's in the bathroom and oh it yeah it's bleeding out onto her shirt and then she ends up taking her shirt off to get cleaned up. And this is where Craig is watching from outside yeah. the in the window. And then Danny, or not Danny, uh, Bill catches him and goes outside.
0: Okay. Now, and now they have like is, a little bit of a tussle. This is that moment I want to talk about too, where we get like a really weird, and I think it's, I guess it's a metaphor. I don't know. But you see like a doorknob turning and Bill's just looking at yes. it. And he's looking at it turn, and he looks weird, and the whole thing kind of goes Dutch, like the angle kind of weird. And then yep. he's like, and I know that usually means something is off or something's about to happen, but then nothing happened, he just goes outside. So I was like, so was that like, what is that? We'll, we'll know what it is later, I think, what they were trying to do with it. But, um, but then, yeah, he goes outside and meets up with Craig, who's peeping in on uh, Jennifer. And yep. he's got a hammer. <laughs> I thought it was funny that instead of just hitting him with the hammer first... He attempts to pull him down
1: or something like. Yeah. (laughs) Why not
0: hit him with the hammer first and then (laughs) pull him down?
1: Right, because then they tussle and he drops it, and then Craig ends up picking it up. And then we see this is another great transition where we see as he as he gets hit. We transition over to Produce Joe dropping a potato sack, which I thought was pretty creative. Yeah, that's a few. Pretty much gag being right like there. he dropped him. <laughs>
0: yeah, he fell like a sack like a old sack of potatoes, pretty much. Yep. That was one of those yeah, I love that. <laughs> but you know what? How you say you did produce before, right? Yep. Is the back of the warehouse this filthy, really?
1: Um, no. It's filthy I will say back that... here
0: for for food to be just cut, being cut open and <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't think they did a great job at, like, cleaning – especially, like, the butcher one looks gross because it's, like, dingy, and I feel like there's, like, leaking ceiling and stuff. Yeah, like, what's going on in the back
0: back here? I mean – Ours, I was
1: literally – I mean, anytime I would, like, chop something up and, like, put it in, like, individual packaging, I was required to, like, clean up the area that I worked in, Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure that we would clean it up, like – two or three times a day just to make sure that it's you know yeah, we're sanitary, on top of
0: it pretty much but we, yeah, I mean, exactly. he's putting boxes on top of like over his head pallets that are broken up looking pallets i'm like i don't want any of this produce from this place and this meat if y'all are just <laughs> somebody's just gonna get thrown around like this somebody's gonna get sick is what i'm saying if they go to Not the even store
1: to go back to it but like when he's cutting up the watermelon i'm like what are you doing you're just is it literally just on chopping up or was it on the table <laughs> Uh, he ends up that was in a box, oh, but like box. the okay. the box isn't even closed because like the it's sticking out of the top of it and then when he's cutting it up, he's literally cutting up like the fruit part of it. Yeah, he's just where he's eating just, it, like willy nilly chopping it.
0: <laughs> and he's just eating it himself and spitting out yeah. seeds and stuff. He's got funny cutaways when we go to him because he's always doing something weird. <laughs> he is. And he
1: does it so well at just like yeah, not seamless. even like cracking a smile and just being weird. Yeah,
0: that's really cool. Okay, so we're about to start getting some murders here. Some more murders here, right? Yeah. This is where everything really
1: starts picking up and kind of gets – uh, kind of starts moving pretty fast here. Yeah, this is where we're – Because the everything. first person attacked is Danny in his manager's office mm-hmm. where actually before he even gets attacked, there was another good – like, cinematography shot where he puts that Maker's Mark bottle down. Oh, yeah, and right in front of you the you see through it where it has that, like, green yeah. type thing. I that was cool. And then he gets attacked from behind where they drive his face into the spike where he's keeping all the paid bills. Mm-hmm. And this is another cool scene because the – blood from him drips onto a light bulb which is definitely from like Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 yeah. but it also made me think of like Mario Bava and uh Dario Argento where they have the room bathed in the red light yeah. from the bloody light. And you see
0: that's what they're doing cuz when it uh when it kind of reveals the whole when it's full of blood then you see the room is all red. And it's we all get bathed
1: in it. I thought that was good. We get
0: um, another one of those doorknob scenes right before it happens too. That yep. silver doorknob turning. I, Yep,
1: cause I think that's to the office door there where that turns and then he gets attacked yeah
0: I just thought that was weird so I guess that's supposed to be a tail or something I don't know because the second time watching it I noticed it a lot more that what he was yep. doing so I mean have we already revealed have we did that reveal already are we saving that
1: um I, I mean we can do the reveal now I mean
0: because it's I, I actually kind of crazy some things about the killings but but it's you gotta, you gotta what say I find that interesting what's going on first, I
1: think. is that, thankfully, I'd already guessed who the killer was before. Like I got to the reveal, but if you see some of the posters for this movie, mm-hmm. I would recommend not because the it trailer. definitely don't tells the you who either. it's. Uh, does the trailer say it too? Yeah, or the show trailer it?
0: shows shows it several times. Not even <laughs> like one time, several times. <laughs> see, that's insane to me. <laughs> so I don't understand that at all. <laughs> So if you saw the trailer and then you saw the beginning of this movie you'd be like, "What? That what? Right. That doesn't make sense." Yeah. So yeah, don't watch the trailer yeah. either. <laughs> but uh yep, because the wanna... killer
1: is Bill, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, so I want I wanted to talk about that because I thought it was weird as cuz we're going to fly through a lot of kills here and some really well-done really well-done kills. I want to say that first of all. Yes. But for sure. at times you can see that it's Bill cuz you can see the killer has denim on. <laughs> Yes. But at times the killer has on like a black bodysuit or something, right? Like a.
1: I feel like sometimes when they're trying to like hide him in the shadows a little bit, that he does seem like he has. Is that
0: like a stuntman that's wearing that maybe? Because I probably see a guy with, all, with like a, a Michael Myers jumpsuit, all black, holding the knife at sometimes. It's probably
1: one of those cheats that you're getting in a lot of slasher films. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one that comes to mind for me for the most part is like Friday the 13th yeah. where you literally have a guy who's going around doing all these things. Mm-hmm. And then there are certain scenes where I do believe it is the actual actor of Dan Hicks. Yeah, it is. Like the character of Bill doing you can it. See him but on I think some of them. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah, exactly. I think some of that is actually him, but I do think that there are times what you're talking about where there is like a guy in a like uh more of a black suit or, like, the jumpsuit type thing Better trying to just – it's a stuntman.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. Okay, because, yeah, because sometimes it's clear, like, do like, uh, you want to just fly through these kills or do you want to go kill by kill? How do you want to do those?
1: Uh, we can start just flying through these kills as we go. Um, The only really thing I think I had before the next kill is this is where I finally figured out who Dave was officially oh, okay. because <laughs> this is where he talks to Jennifer and asks her out – actually he invites her to a party at first but then when she shows interest then he decides that he will say let's we'll just go on a date together and then from there is where we get an interesting scene where randy is eating olives and there is an eyeball in the jar with it
0: Ooh, i didn't even notice that <laughs> okay okay i was
1: wondering i think what he was that doing, is i didn't
0: even realize that's what happened okay
1: I think it's Danny's eye, yeah. because when you see him later, he's missing his eye, oh, and he's actually above that room, yeah. Yep. and I think what he did is put the eyeball in that jar of olives. Yeah,
0: I think you're right, because I, I don't think we ever see him taking cutting people up, do we? Not everybody, but I feel like body parts are everywhere. So.
1: They are really everywhere, yeah. and then, because um, the next person to go is Produce Joe.
0: Okay, yeah, we get him.
1: And, um, yep, because then, because he's listening to music and has his back to somebody.
0: And I'm trying to think, how does how, does he get it with a
1: knife? Is that how we get him? Yes, he gets a knife in the back of the head. Yeah. Because one thing we haven't really talked about is that there is some comedy in this movie, there is a comedy. but it's very subtle. Yeah. And I love when te- uh, when Produce Joe falls. There's the sign that he reveals when his body moves that says. Warning, Oh yeah, yeah.
0: knives are sharp. <laughs> <laughs> that was classic. I like that. That was really good. <laughs> they do it. Like I said, they do a good job with those kind of, that little subtle, like the, the sack of potatoes. Like they do a good job with subtle, yeah. subtle comedy like that, really do. And, the transition. and see, that's
1: where it works better for me though, is where you're not being so like heavy handed with it, Yeah. where you do stuff like that. Because I was cracking up at a few different parts in this movie. Yeah,
0: I really appreciated that because that was pretty smart. I thought a smart way to do it. Opposed to just being, you know, just hitting you over the head with it, <laughs> for sure. Right, exactly. Yeah. But um, I'm trying to think, who who's our next kill here?
1: I believe next is Tim, the beer cooler guy. Beer
0: cooler guy. Okay, he's the one, don't leave the beer cooler open, guys, come on.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which And this is where I think the effects start to get really good, yeah. because we actually get to see more of them on screen.
0: And you see, I feel like you see Bill because you see, you could tell it's his shadow when that guy yep. like bends down to pick up something, and then you see him kind of kind and he runs back or something. And at this point, yep, and then he ends up. I getting think him. so, but I thought that was yeah, like, this is where
1: he like stabs him in like the stomach. I yeah, believe. Yeah, he gets
0: stabbed in the stomach against a wall or a pallet or something. I don't know what he got yes. stabbed. Yes, yep, against.
1: on the, and then this is also actually an interesting one is when the blood sprain we get another great transition to randy as he's cutting a chicken in half oh, yeah. with
0: the that like meat sauce yeah you get it right out and that's it looks gross that looks like a gross butcher shop
1: oh yeah that <laughs> i would that would be a job i would not want to do uh, he's
0: not even <laughs> wearing gloves is he i don't think so oh man <laughs> <That's> <laughs> sad. but uh he gets the hook the hook neck for him right yes and that yep. was a pretty good that was pretty good because i was when i first saw it i was like wow it looks like he's really hanging but when I watched it the second time, I could see the <laughs> I could see the wire. Like a
1: wire or something. Yeah, I
0: didn't see it the first time because I guess it happened so fast I wasn't paying attention. But the second well, time, one, yeah, I saw it. Well, this one kind of
1: is some of the thing I have issues sometimes with, like, slasher films mm-hmm. because this killer has to be super strong yeah, how, to be able just to pick him up,
0: like, one-handed. I was going to bring that, that up, too, like... because I don't like that in films either when you give the killer superhuman abilities. You know, you know. Right. We're not talking about this, but I feel like you said you reviewed it, because you reviewed like a million movies. So I feel like you've reviewed it, <laughs> Urban Legends, have you ever reviewed that? Yes. Yep. And the yep. killer is revealed to be a woman, and the stuff that she does throughout that movie is unreal for her to be able to do the stuff she's doing. La-str- I mean, so kind of they- going
1: back to Friday the 13th is another way, yeah. where you have
0: when it's her not being Jason, able to,
1: like, yeah, hanging people from, like, an doors lady, and stuff. old lady's
0: just killing yeah. <laughs> And then which one is it when it's the when it's the guy that's the EMT? He's the killer on one of them. Uh I believe and he's doing Jason. Sorry to any
1: fans out there that hear this. I think it's five.
0: Yeah, that's the one with Corey. With, with their, no, not Corey. When they go to the, I think the it's home or something. The new chapter. So after, after A New Corey, Beginning, a new After beginning. the one with Corey yep. in it. The one after that when he's older, right? Or his character yep. gets older. Okay, we're yep. getting off topic, but <laughs> but yeah, I think <laughs> when they do that in movies though, when they give a regular person and at this point I know it's him because I can see him. So I, I don't understand why he has powers. I don't I never like that.
1: The only thing that I'm a little bit more forgiving of is I do believe when you go like psychotic and it's also the same thing with people that are mentally handicapped is they don't have that like part of the conscience that we learn that they tend to go harder on people because they don't know any better that they're supposed to kind of hold up, mm-hmm. which is where, like, sometimes when you're, like, hitting somebody, you kind of know to hold up because you don't want to hurt them. Yeah. Where I do know there's a little bit of that where they'll go full strength because they're, there's a break or there's just something that was never taught there. But,
0: but not this enough guy, where a guy I can pick up a grown man be...
1: with one hand. I don't know right?
0: needs to be that because we never get any reason why. So if you're not exactly. gonna tell us any reason why, then let's not give him superhuman strength.
1: <laughs> no, I agree. Because I don't even I don't
0: even really believe he's crazy as he I mean, the stuff he's doing is crazy, but I never understand why. We're never gonna talk about that, I don't think, <laughs> in the movie. No, because he does seem
1: like he has a psychotic break, but I don't feel like he's crazy. I think it's more of just he doesn't want to lose his store so he's snapped.
0: But he's but so friendly, like if they would have made him more of an asshole, maybe I would buy it more, but he's so friendly with the people throughout the beginning. Or at of the least movie.
1: make him, or at least make him like once he's snapped, mm-hmm. be like super mean because I feel like he's still still the same joking. guy. He's kind
0: of the same. Yes, yeah, and right? still
1: nice to everybody. But I mean, obviously, I mean he's killing, him, so he's not you know that nice. Yeah, but <laughs> he's
0: but he's telling jokes a little bit. He's mixing in some jokes with yes. the kills, especially For sure. But but I know we saw earlier that he seems to be sweet on Jennifer. But we man, we still got a few more people to get killed here, but. He seems to be sweet with Jennifer in a couple scenes we see earlier. He does,
1: and I don't necessarily know if it's like, it almost seems like in the, I don't want to necessarily say like a fatherly way, it does almost seem more like, like a creepy that manager? really older brother, or a creepy manager type thing, where I don't necessarily know if he's hitting on her, but he definitely has like a fondness for her for sure. It
0: felt kind of like that, what was this guy's name, Pat Healy, was that his name? Yeah, it kind yeah, of felt from, uh, like that kind Starry of sorry like, eyes. Yeah, like he's kind of looking at her, but he's not making it official. But he's kind of, kind of looking at right. her, like, hey, you know, you're you're nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's kind of giving her that look. Cause I feel like at one point he like he was trying to hug her or something. I don't know. I think so. But who knows? That's that's kind of a weird part of it. But okay, let's get back to these kills, though, man. Um, yep. Is uh, well, then from we here is next, we do
1: get the scene where well, we also get the scene where. I believe they cut Sam's or uh, Randy's hand off and throws it in the lobster tank. Oh yeah. And then this is a scene where earlier we had shown um, Dave tosses his cutter or his uh, I mean it's actually like a straight like, a straight, like razor uh, straight razors that yeah. use like a box cutter. Box is what, yeah, mm-hmm. is where he tosses it over to Bub and then he asks for it back yeah. and the person tosses it to him with it opened. Mm-hmm. And this causes him to go into the back where he hears something in the attic and goes up there to see that Danny is still alive. With oh a yeah, that messed was up eye. that
0: was kind of creepy. Is that where the Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. That I was thinking about that too. How did he get up there? Did he did Bill take him up there? I'm assuming so. I don't
1: understand how he survived and I don't know why they had him survive. It doesn't really add anything for it for me. But the
0: office isn't up there, right? No, no, no. no. Because I was thinking, is he coming out of the office? But this is the attic. I thought
1: this grocery store seems to be set up kind of like the one that I actually worked at, Mm -hmm. where they had like a different like. There's an attic above the in this movie there's an attic above the like meat cooler yeah. but i almost feel like they don't ever show it to us but there is something like stairs that go up to like an office that's also elevated but not in the same part
0: of the store okay because i remember seeing him going up and falling off somebody else right At one point. yes because they're like well, if craig went up here he would have hurt himself or something
1: but right.
0: um well I don't know. yeah i thought it was weird. they i was like i guess he used the superhuman strength and took him up there i guess i don't know
1: that's kind of what I'm chalking that one up to myself. And that,
0: up that up ladder, that seems like a tough job. <laughs> <Right. laughs> when nobody nobody notices it, like, you could be huffing and puffing like, ugh, ugh. Okay, let me let me ask you this. Okay, uh-huh. is it, is it, how can, okay, hold on. How can you not hear what's going on? Because I feel like, is it yes, that big I in the back of I had the, the store? same
1: thought. I don't <laughs> think so. I think this is movie convenience.
0: Okay, because only only Ted Raimi has headphones on. Nobody else has that excuse not to hear what's going on. Maybe the beer cooler guy was in the cooler, maybe, possibly. But everybody else should hear hear these screams and stuff going on.
1: Well, because, I mean, I feel like that's partially how they stopped the fight early when, you know, Craig is fighting everybody is I think the two guys up in the office heard it. Yeah. So the store isn't that big.
0: Yeah. So that was that was kind of a weird thing that just nobody can hear where somebody else is getting killed.
1: Well, especially because it's all quiet in there, too. It's not like they're like piping music through yeah. like the loudspeakers or anything like that. And
0: there's there's not really like machines just running things like right. they have to actually do them. Everything seems manual. Right. So, yep. okay, so <laughs> I want to talk about Bub's death real quick. Okay. Because you actually see Bill inside the trash compactor. You can see him. Yes. And he's like, who's that in there? I see somebody. <laughs> and I'm like, you can <laughs> right. see that it's him. <laughs> you can see his face. So I'm like, and they and they say he's, uh, he got caught smoking. He says he's smoking that wacky tobacco up in yes. the <laughs> attic or something. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> okay, but he has a line here that I, that, that threw me off because I, I was kind of paying attention to what you're saying, but not really. And he yeah. says something about not wearing underwear or something. I don't, and I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> like, whenever whenever he thinks it's his friend, he's like, I don't know who he thought it was, but he's like, come on now, that's you, isn't it somebody? Was it Randy or somebody? Um. And then, yeah, then Bill one of the runs guys. away I'm not and sure. then he's like, where are you at? Why are you playing? He was like, something, something, and I'm not wearing underwear or something. I was like, what? <laughs> what are you? You must have just, this must be the ad lib dialogue because I'm like, what are you talking about right here?
1: Or it's just so weird, yeah. I don't know what that would mean.
0: No, I don't know what he, he was talking about. So, I think he was like telling him, don't do nothing to me because I'll pull my pants down or something. I don't understand. What he, <laughs> Maybe. I feel like it was a threat. I'll have to go back and see the context because I was, both times I was like, he said he's not wearing underwear. Why does that matter? But uh, but I guess it's just setting him up as the crazy weed guy, maybe.
1: Yes.
0: But anyways, I like how he gets his face just smashed. Yes, that was thing. a really good wow.
1: – yeah, that was some good effects there.
0: It was a really good kill. I really liked it a lot. Because uh, it, it, they do such a great job with the realism. Like, it looks real. Like, pra- oh, like sure. practical stuff, It's especially when they do it well, like, it looks really good. Even if it's lower-budget stuff like this, it looks really good. So, what's
1: well, just kind of the frustrating thing when people go CGI, where it doesn't look nearly as good? That like, oh I get that it takes a little bit more money and more time, but like, I hate
0: that. This That's, movie
1: right here just shows how good it looks when you actually put it the effort, and in. it holds
0: up. It still a lot of times it holds sure. up if you did it well. It holds up, but but 3D will not hold up if it's not done well. <laughs> exactly. There's a very few movies like maybe a Terminator or something where the 3D still kind of holds up. It's rare right. though. Especially because oh, sure. 90s, all we got was, was fake fake uh, 3D yep. stuff. Yep. So, no, we don't need that. <laughs> okay, so let's um, – who we got left here? Oh, um, um, well, Craig think, comes
1: back, right? Well, next we have this – yeah, we have the scene where Craig comes up behind Jennifer. And this is kind of an interesting scene once you see everything play out because he's trying to help her. Mm-hmm. But she has the meat cleaver and cuts his face with it. And I believe okay. from there though it cuts back to another death. I got a
0: question. On, I got a question. Yeah. So because I got I'm lost right quick. So what happens that what happens off screen with Bill? Bill gets clocked, and then what happens? Craig just I th- I think does he, that, not, does I mean, he not get knocked out and he yeah, just grabs again or what? Yeah, I
1: think what they're trying to play up is that we're supposed to think that bill gets knocked out i think he takes the like shot to the head from the hammer mm-hmm. and i think he wrestles it away and then knocks out craig okay until until now where that's when he comes back to try to help her
0: okay because it feels like craig's already bloody right when, when he comes back
1: i think so and i think that's probably what they're trying to play with okay
0: okay yeah because i was thinking for myself like wait a minute what happened to craig why is he bleeding right <laughs> Well, because I, I know he's not the killer, but if you thought he was the killer, maybe you would think, okay, that's why he's bleeding. But okay. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that is kind of crazy how they, and they got some loops in this movie that I didn't realize were going to be there, too. A couple twists. yeah. Like, especially him coming back and trying to help her. Like, I thought he was gone.
1: How everything plays out, I was a little bit shocked with that. Mm-hmm. I mean... I knew they were pushing so hard for Craig that I was like, there's no way he's the killer. Mm -hmm. But I was still shocked to see what they do with his character
0: in the end. Did you think they were doing any kind of like father son type deal? Or at first I was like, is Craig related to this guy some kind of way? Or I was
1: wondering if they were going to do something along those lines. Because it would have made sense if there was two killers.
0: I would have bought that would make more sense. No, there was something
1: that we didn't go over earlier. Is that there is a scene earlier that, or a quick like montage scene, where they don't show Bill, and that was the point where I'm like, wait a minute, and this was like thirty minutes in, and I'm like, wait, they didn't show Bill there. I'm like, that's weird.
0: Oh, you mean like that's
1: where I started to think him, but then,
0: yeah, I wasn't wasn't until
1: like later that that I officially was like, yep, that's him.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure because. Yeah, I know what thing you're talking about, too, and thinking about it, yeah, he was not But I, I, it's so weird because, like, it, because I can tell that it's him. Like, I know he's the killer. But when I first watched it, yeah. I wasn't 100% sure <laughs> till at the end that he was the killer. Not the end, but, like, closer to the end that he was right. the killer. When he comes back, that's when I'm like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> and this that's where we're at right now, actually, where he's going to come back, right?
1: Yes, because, yep, he came back, and that's when he comes up behind Jennifer. He gets... Then uh, he gets his face cut, and then they cut over to Dave's death, yeah. which I was kind of shocked that they killed him off. But his death is amazing because he's the <laughs> one that gets his head cut in half with the meat cutter that we saw earlier.
0: Yes, yes. And um, isn't, he beating, isn't he beating him with the attached head?
1: I, I
0: think <laughs> That's yes, what I he has so. in his head is the head, I believe. And he's just beating him I with the so. <laughs> that's I think that's, that's comedy. I like that. That is really cool. Um, like I said, they have some really... The, cool, the The kills are probably the best thing about this movie. The kills and the cinematography. But yes. the kills number one in my book, for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, so we're we at they, the end now, right?
1: Well, this is, yeah, the start of the climax, I would say, yeah. where this is where I thought they did some really good things here with the staging to freak out Jennifer. Yeah. Because we go through every set piece we saw in the beginning, but they've turned it around where every single one of them has somebody is killed with something that we saw that person associated with earlier yeah like where you see um randy hanging from the meat hook or like tim is in the beer cooler with his head sitting there and then like there's legs in the like meat cooler and then we also get to see um isn't it? Produce Joe coming down the conveyor oh, yeah, belt yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where he's cutting pieces and everything like that Which I thought they did really well In playing with that
0: Yeah, that's that's something that you see in some of those movies But I think they did really good on this one with those reveals right? For sure And um, let me see, so Jennifer, she takes off While Craig and uh, Bill were having their interaction, right? Yes And this
1: is also where at one point, she's trying to keep him out of the cooler, I believe, and cuts his hand with a meat hook. Oh, yes, yes. And then so that's way for like later on there, you'll get to see that that's the reveal when he's trying to call. Well, he's telling her he's going to call the police. Yeah. And we see that his hand has the, the hole in it. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's pretty, that pretty good, too. And, I, yep. and again, I asked this question. Where did this Jeep come from or whatever this is? I don't know.
1: I, I am Cuz I not feel like sure. we're, we're in
0: the same alley for all these shots where we're outside. Right. It feels like the same alley.
1: <laughs> um I actually do know that there's another person that gets killed around here is actually Greg Nicotero from like The Walking Dead and everything. He's the one that comes and knocks on the window of the door oh, and I then forgot I believe about gets that. killed. The guy that comes
0: yep. when they were closed already. Yep. Okay, yeah, that was random like Right. It's like two in the morning at this time, right? I know it's late. Right. And the store's been closed for
1: hours, and he's like,
0: Do you guys open? Oh, they're me? closed. <laughs> I'm like, Where's he coming from? This is a small town. Oh the bar just closed, maybe? I don't know.
1: It uh, could be. That could be it.
0: <laughs> Yeah, but we get that, and then just Bill's behind him looking sinister.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Well, I forgot all about that guy. Yeah, that's random. I, I, I like that, and, though.
1: So did I. And then there's also an interesting part here where to scare Jennifer, Bill is using
0: oh, Danny's head yes. as a puppet. Yes, that's and that's where it also
1: that. comes full circle with the story he told earlier because he's carrying the head while he's eating kind of like he was talking about earlier. Yeah,
0: he's eating some kind of sandwich or something. Right. Yeah, that's kind of – yeah, I remember that. That was pretty cool. Okay, so this is, this is where we're going to go back outside then after this because he's yes. stalking her. And she gets out the window yep. some kind of way. Yes, and then they end oh, up Craig. having... Craig. Does Craig come back? Is that what it is?
1: Yes, because they end up meeting out in that alleyway. Yeah. And I will admit, I'm not the biggest fan that at this point is that they end up making Craig be the hero, where he ends up saving her, only because he's portrayed such as like a bad guy throughout the whole thing. Yeah, that's kind of weird. And I weird. feel like it cheapens like Jennifer as the final girl.
0: Yeah, that's kind of weird, because she ends up getting saved and... Right. Really, he doesn't even, I mean, he saves her, but not really. <laughs> kind of.
1: No, because I mean, because I think she's the one that actually does most. Yeah, art. she does the I know, damage. He does, like, right? I think so. And then I think there's a little bit of where, because he's in the phone booth and they are attacking him mm-hmm. to where he's pretty much like a bloody pulp by the end of it. But I
0: feel like it was her. Was it him too? Was Craig part of that?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I'm drawing a blank on who's the one that actually, Stabbed I think him. it is her, though. because I think she's covered in blood after the fact. But I think he's the one that attacks Oh, you
0: know what it is? I do remember. Bill first. This is what happens. Because uh, remember, after he uh, pulls her under the car, he's yes. kind of monologue, slowly coming toward her, and she stabs him right in the chest with the knife, right?
1: I think so. And that's
0: when she goes to the phone booth, and then he busts through the phone booth, but then it's yes. it's Craig hits him hits him with the meat cleaver.
1: Okay, and that's that, what it is. Okay, that, okay. that sounds. Yeah, I'm that, sorry. Go back okay, and remember. Perfect.
0: But yeah, okay, that's how it goes. And that's why he's like, and they knock it over, right?
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah.
0: So okay, that's this is a weird scene though how it ends though is I were was going to say that. This?
1: No, I wasn't expecting <laughs> the cops to show up with Bruce Campbell being one of the yeah, cops. Yeah, and I was like, but there's that... Bruce. Okay. But that Jennifer and Craig get arrested because Bill is like, they attacked me and I was trying to stop them. And the thing is, I actually, on the podcast that was talking about this movie, I forgot they had brought this up. But, like, if you roll up to a scene like this, I would assume that Jennifer and Craig are the villains here.
0: Yeah, because he said, because I guess Bruce Campbell went in the story, right? I think think so because i feel like he says like there's dead bodies everywhere in here or something or parts yes that's right yes yep and they're getting there yeah they're 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 like throwing on the car and everything like oh wow i wouldn't expect this at all they're just they're just taking it and he's dying so (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you know what does he die we don't know
1: we don't, but I mean, I'm assuming he does, but I'm not going to lie. I kind of like this little bit of a twist ending here. Yeah, it threw
0: me it threw me for a loop, but I didn't <laughs> mind it. I thought it was crazy that they would actually get arrested for the murder. Right. And the, and the ending is, I, I would have cut it somewhere different than this, though, where they just ended with it going right. down her throat or something. Her screaming well, yeah, and, and it thought, goes down. Her, the camera goes down her throat. Yeah, it zooms in on it.
1: And I guess I had
0: read somewhere that
1: their original plan was to, to keep, keep going. The scene going until you got to her heart and then stop. Yeah. And I'm like, that's weird. That would have
0: Just... been even even less needed. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I didn't understand like what. But I thought it was a really cool ending because it, it's not what you expect at all. Right. So and I and I thought that was cool. But yeah, that that ending scream was weird. Oh, You know what I thought about, though? Like, from what you were saying about Craig? You know what movie Mm -hmm. it reminds me of? It reminds me of The Fly. Have you ever seen that? The Jeff Goldblum one? Yes. Where that guy's a creep the whole movie, but at the end, he saves her. You're right. Yeah,
1: that's a good correlation back where the the whole time he's been trying to get with her Mm -hmm. and she's not been given the time of day, but then when she needs somebody to be like a rock for her. Yeah, he's 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 there. And I'm like, that's your hero?
0: Like, that's a weird. What is that telling us? The guy that's trying to rape you or hurt you is your hero? Like, that's a weird, that's a weird arc. It, it always is a it weird It is art. a
1: really weird dynamic, yeah. yeah. I
0: don't I don't know whether I do that, but I, that's the first thing I thought about when you said that about this movie. I was like, man, that dude was so creepy on the fly. <laughs> the same thing Oh, happened. for sure. <laughs> but I guess with Craig's record, for sure, yep. And this was his girlfriend before he went to jail. Yep. Let's go.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's...
0: Wow. That's that's actually a really good ending, actually, if you think about it. Because Right. You expect the final girl to, to win and, and she thinks she won, <laughs> and she loses. That's really exactly. good. Exactly. That's really good. I like it. I like it, man. All right, man, so uh that's another movie, man. That is Intruder. Yeah. Nineteen eighty nine. Okay, um you got anything else you wanna add to it, man, or you wanna start reviewing it Get our final number. Uh, of that.
1: I don't think there was, I think we kind of went over all of the trivia and stuff that I kind of wanted to throw in there as we were going, so I think I'm good on everything with that.
0: Okay, so we can go ahead and jump into the review, man. Okay. All right. You want to go first or want me to go first? I'm ready.
1: Um, if you don't mind, if you want to go first this time.
0: Okay. And we can, you want to do it the same way? So let's start with the acting in this movie. Perfect. Uh. <laughs> I didn't think there were, it was a lot of really great acting in the movie. But right. but for the kind of movie it is, like you really usually don't get great acting. So right. I, I think I kind of leveled out about a two. Because I felt like, I mean, it, some people were, were okay. But for the most part, nobody was great. Nobody was right. good. And Bill was over the top, but I didn't understand his motivations. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think I'm going <laughs> right. to be at a two that it was... Slightly below average for what you would get for this kind of movie, but it wasn't zero, but it wasn't good either. So I'm going to go two.
1: I'm kind of right there with you. Um, I thought there was a lot of kind of – there's a lot of bit players here that I've seen in some things. Not a whole lot. Nobody was great for me. I did think everybody was just kind of – there's some good characters, but nobody really stands out. And I think, for me, what kind of hurts it a little bit is that there are so many, like, nondescript characters that I can't really tell apart. Oh, I end up going a 2.5 just because it's fun to see the Raimi brothers mm-hmm. and actually kind of acting and stuff. But I'm right there with you. But I came in with a 2.5.
0: Okay. And uh, send them a look of the film. Uh, I actually really enjoyed what they did with it. I thought they did a great job, like, but I, I know I said it a lot earlier in the podcast that I felt it was too much for what this movie was, but but I, I mean, I thought it was really creative, and I thought it was really good how they did that, and some of those cutaways and stuff and uh, transitions I thought were re- done really well. I'm going to give it a four. I I think it's probably better than that, but for this kind of movie, I'm just going to stop at a four for that, But I, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, and it was... In another movie, I think it would have been used... It would have been better used in another movie than this one. They didn't need it in this one. But it was cool to see. I'll say it like that. So I'm going to give them a four for it.
1: I'm kind of right there, kind of close to you again. I'm a... The transitions and everything I thought were great. The effects that we get to see here, same type of bow here is it's pretty amazing for a movie like this. And then there's also some interesting shots. Really the only thing is that you can kind of tell that this isn't like a real working grocery store. So I'm taking off slightly there. Mm -hmm. I just came in with a 4.5 for it just because, like you said, this is shot way better than a should have ever have been so i have to give credit to most of it there's just a slight issue of you know kind of where we're at
0: yeah and this and i'm gonna go for uh music here there was some stuff i kind of liked but i don't feel like anything really hit me too hard uh it's mm-hmm. so just like we've talked about before like i wasn't looking up really any songs uh you said the evil dead song i didn't even catch just what that song was that uh tell raymond was listening to so, I didn't even know. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> I think I'm going to have to go probably a 2.5 on that, man. Okay. Because nothing really hit me. I mean, I liked, some of it was a little over the top, but I liked some of the stuff they did. But, it, yeah. was, it wasn't nothing that really hit me too high. So, 2.5, possibly yeah. a 3, but I'm, I'm going to say 2.5.
1: Now, for me, I gave it a 3.5 only because I'm a sucker for this synth wave type music and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a big fan of those in, like, Italian cinema. And it kind of felt like that where it really just kind of fits. And it gave that creepy vibe for it. So this is really – I can't go any higher than that because, like I said, it's not a 4 for me where it's like – I really liked what they did. And, you know, five, I kind of reserve for ones that I'll listen to outside of that. I'm never going to listen to the soundtrack outside of it. I just kind of like how they're paying homage to, you know, the earlier in the decade type slashers. Mm -hmm. And so I came in with that score.
0: Okay. And let's go to the next one. Uh, Let me see. Plot story. I actually gave it a four. And I'm going to preface that (laughs) because I really liked the ending. I thought the ending was Mm -hmm. creative. Uh, I mean, it's... It's it's what you get in most movies, most of this, but yep. the way they thought they thought through some of the um, I can't even say that. I can't say that with an honest face that they thought through the story. <laughs> 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 but but the fact that where we end is is way different than what I expected. And I, I didn't even see that coming, honestly. Right. So the fact that a movie like this that so seems so straightforward still got me at the end. That's why I gave it a four. Uh if, if not for the ending, it probably would have been like a 2.5 or something. But because of that ending, that, that was something I didn't expect. And if I can be shocked in a movie like this, then I'm going to give it some credit for that because that's hard to do these days. So I'm going to say four. Sure.
1: Um, I came in pretty close to you. I came in with a 3.5 mm-hmm. only because... I don't feel like they fleshed out some of the characters enough. Okay. And I think if they would have done that, or kind of even some of the story elements with like Bill and like Danny, even, mm-hmm. I think that would have really helped me to kind of go higher. I love the idea of using a grocery store, though, for a slasher film because it's something that they haven't really used. Yes. I love that they incorporate things that are inside of as weapons, yes, like the yes. meat cutters and the meat hooks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And just for me, if they would have just fleshed out a few more things a little bit better, I think I could have came higher. But I have to come in with a 3.5 for
0: myself. And I think it's weird, man, because I really could if if I knew anything about Bill and, and really believed – I think I could have gave it a higher score. I, I was just shocked by that one thing, but Bill is the biggest yeah. problem I had in the story because I just never believed his motivation. Right. Okay, but let's go to the final one here. The um, experience while watching the film. Um, I actually gave it a four, and okay. I'm going to give it a four because I really enjoyed the kills. I thought the kills were way, way more than what I thought I, what I expected to get in this movie. I thought we were getting that that uh, weird color because. I didn't think about Sam Raimi and I didn't think about that. They got a real production company in here for the kills. I didn't think about any of that. I thought we were yeah. just getting a, a bargain basement <laughs> right. kind of yellowish, uh, orange color colored blood killer movie. So I didn't right. even, <laughs> I didn't even think I was going to get that. So that with the uh, twist at the end uh, and also with uh, some of the cinematography choices, which again, they were cool, but over the top, but uh, I thought those were really cool for, for this, in the eighties to have those kind of things. So I gave it a a four pretty much. It could have been, it it wasn't going to be a five without, without the explanation for bill and without a few other things, but a four is probably higher than what I probably should give it. (laughs) But I'm gonna give it a four. (laughs) I'm gonna give it a four.
1: I mean, it's actually crazy. I came in with a four myself and a lot of it is like, there are issues with it, like we were saying. Like, there's some issues with the acting, but there's you know great effects. The cinematography is on point, and I had more fun than I was expecting to with this movie, and that's where a lot of my rating has coming in from it. Like, I honestly think, like, outside of having a blast, I probably would have gave it like a three for the experience, but because of the effects and how much I was just like, this is fun, mm-hmm. I had to come in with a four myself.
0: All right, that's pretty good. So, I'm gonna go for my overall rating. Um, okay. I'm gonna get I'm gonna end up at about a sixty six, I believe. Yeah, sixty-six okay. percent out of a hundred. Uh I would recommend that people see it. And if you're a fan of any kind of the any of the old slasher genre, uh any of the sub drums if you're a fan of that, I really recommend you check it out. It's worth a watch. It really is. It's a short yeah. movie. I mean, what is it, like an hour and a half, maybe? Yeah, so something I mean like that. you fly real through it. Run time. But you'll yeah. you'll really get some great kills. You'll get uh, ending you probably don't see coming, so I think it's worth the watch. I mean it's I'm not gonna say it's one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. Not even probably one of my favorite movies in this genre, but it's it's an interesting watch and it's worth the watch. So what about you, man? What you think?
1: Yeah, I'm coming in right around that is like when I was first trying to figure out what I would rate this movie, I was hovering between like like a 65 or like a 70. So I actually, because of just the fun score, I went up to like giving it that 7 out of 10 rating mm-hmm. just because like I said, like what you were talking about. I agree with you is I don't feel like this is like a top tier slasher film. I feel like this is one though, like once you've seen the classics and have seen all of those ones and start wanting to branch out to some of the ones that are lesser known, I would put that here where it's fun mm-hmm. and you can just kind of, you know, breeze through it, enjoy the kills and it's just a good time
0: yeah it's just when you get to that deeper cut where you're seeing a lot of like that's where i i told you that's where i am man i'm on that deeper cut where i'm watching a lot of some of it is garbage but some of it is fun garbage and when it's fun garbage it's really good (laughs) i'm telling you i feel like this is one of those
1: like hidden gem type films where like it's not wonderful it's not great it's not gonna come up on like most people's like top 10 slashers but mm-hmm. when you start doing those deep dives it's kind of a diamond in the rough type thing yeah
0: because this surprise it surprises you because we, we've talked about it but you'll be surprised with what you get because you don't yeah. you don't expect that quality of that quality of effects in this kind of movie at all exactly or, right. or, or a lot of the stuff they do so so you get a surprise and i again i think it's worth it and i would recommend it to any of my people that are real like uh, like part of your cinephile nation all that I, i'd recommend it for sure yep mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, anything else you want to cover, man? Or you want to go ahead and call that a show? I uh, I think I'm good. All righty, man. It's your man Jake from Dark Mariachi Studios. And I'm signing out. You can do it your way, bro. All
1: right. And this is David from over on Journey with a Cinephile. And I am signing off as well.
0: All right. Check us out again. I don't know what the next movie is going to be, but make sure you tune in. For sure. And don't forget,
1: be one of us. Come on a journey with a cinephile.
0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment.
1: Sidequest.
0: I think cinephiles are are on this other end of the spectrum.
1: But I think a cinephile is more of a student of cinema. A movie lover is going to be less discriminated.
0: Sidequest. Bring some of this, Michael. Be one of us. Sometimes that is better many Don't you blame the movie SideQuest. I said I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains.
1: Okay. Show me.
0: SideQuest, the podcast. You opened it. We came. It's just a podcast. We'll review your movie from every angle. SideQuest.